This is the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hey, friends. How's everybody feeling today? Happy Thursday. We won't tell you Happy New Year anymore since we said it for like two straight days. We're over it. We're <laughs> already four whole days into 2024. There is no new to the year. Boy, imagine how lousy this year is. <laughs> I think we got uh, some good stuff to talk about. Certainly we haven't rehashed everything in 2024 yet, but uh, a lot coming up today here over the course of the next couple of hours on the Workday Red Zone. Thank you for tuning in here with us. On the Ticket Radio Network, there's so many different places you can find us on your radio dial. And also online at 953theticket.com. You can take us with you on the go by downloading the EAB Media Group app. Just click on that ticket logo, hit listen live, you're all set. If you want to shout at us today, 870-930-3776. Hopefully it's forever the number on the Right Fiber Hotline. If they change it, we're going to be in deep trouble. <laughs> uh, but uh, consist- have, have to forget yeah. we remembered and... <laughs> Remembered a new one. Ooh, that's scary. We're a decade in, and they haven't tweaked they haven't it yet. Tweaked it. Yeah, we're uh, good. PSA, though, you do need to start dialing the area code if you're not in the habit of doing that. We got some fun stuff coming up with that over the next few weeks in the in this region. So just heads up, 870-930-3776. Are we changing area codes? They're adding an overlay area code. We'll get, we'll get into that in just a minute. hey. <laughs> This is the first I've heard of it, folks. Oh, okay. Well, I tell you what. Let's get through the intro. We'll go through the area code PSA so everybody can be on board with that. We do at times like to inform as well as entertain. (laughs) Uh, You can reach out to us on social media as always, facebook.com slash the ticket. Also on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. That hashtag every day for our KavanaughCars.com question WDRZ. I'm Kara Richie. And joined in studio for this noon hour by Keith Merritt. Who's been known to carry grudges. So if you hear me muttering offside my eye don't it, it's nothing new still not over it <laughs> still not over. no it won't be i still mutter fifth down from time to time producer ryan james is with us as well yeah We're, it's gone by quick short work weeks so. it, it helps it, it helps does. it's very i'm very thankful that we get to ease into a work week like after having a full week off not really doing a lot mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to ease in with a four-day work week yeah Five days would have been. I don't hear people complaining four day work weeks. I did struggle, and I I, I did struggle the first couple of days of the week, not knowing what day it was <laughs> yeah. after yeah. last week. But I think we're set. Ryan, did you know about the area code thing? I didn't. No, this is news to me as well. Okay, so, so I guess we need to let's do a quick uh, just news <clears throat> PSA here before we get into all the sports stuff that we normally dive into. Uh, Northeast Arkansas, which of course has been an eight seven zero area code for. I don't know how long at this point in time, a long, long, long time, my entire adult life, is adding an overlay area code. So that means that there are now going to be not one, but two area codes for our region. I think it's 327, but let me double check on this. So they're kind of phasing this in right now. So say, for example, if you went to get a new cell phone number or you needed a new office number or something like that, they would give you one now that starts with a 327 number. It's still local, but they're adding in an additional area code. So what this means is that moving forward and starting in, a, in fact, somewhere in the neighborhood of like mid-January, 
you will need to start dialing the area code on all of your local calls. Now, since there's only like 4% of you who still make phone calls and you usually <laughs> just text everybody, this isn't exactly earth-shattering news, but it is just an FYI of something you need to get in the habit of. Of course, if you have contacts in your phone that are local that do not have the area code on it, you will need to go in and edit and add those. those. Uh, so, um, so let me double check here and make sure I'm giving you the correct information about this uh, this overlay. But yes, there is going to be an additional area code. And it's actually, um, I was a little bit off with my dates, but it's beginning February the 20th. New telephone lines are going to be given the 327 area code. So so your number is still the same. Your number's not changing. You're still 870. If you've been 870, you're still 870. No, nothing changes there. Just But you get a new phone and a new line. Yes, and again, be, you be will need to start dialing the 870 area code. So again, the phone number on the right fiber hotline, 870-930-3776. I don't know what what date it is that all of a sudden you will have to use that area code. I think right now, if you just still use the seven digit number, you'd get through to us, Mm. but that time is going to be coming up soon. So you might as well go ahead and get in the habit. To err is human to really foul things up. You need Mm. a computer. Well, uh, that's all the information we're going to give you today. Everything else nonsense (laughs) for the final hour and 55 minutes. So, uh, hope that helped everybody. Let's get to the dumb stuff. Uh, not actually dumb. I say that uh, I say that jokingly. Keith, of course, is going to be with us here for this first hour. I'm excited about hour two as well. Uh, friend of the program, voice of the Georgia Southern Eagles, Danny Reed, is going to be joining us in studio probably about 1.30-ish or so. Of course, he's in town. He rolled into town last night to uh, with, with Georgia Southern because, of course, we've got a game tonight coming up at First National Bank Arena, and I kind of just kind of voluntold him to come by the ticket studio this afternoon and spend some time with us. Thankfully, he was agreeable to that. So again, about 1.30, we'll get a really good preview of the other side of tonight's Arkansas State men's basketball game. Of course, that's going to be tipping off at 7 o'clock. It's throwback Thursday tonight at First National Bank Arena. Very excited about that. A-State men's basketball beginning a four-game homestand which is huge, seeing as how they've only played three home games so far this season. So finally, we get get to see these guys in action live in person, and they're going to be taking on Georgia Southern. 7 o'clock is your tip-off time on 107.9 K-Fine. Matt Stoltz with your pregame at 6.30. Also coming up tonight, A-State women's basketball in action. They are, though, on the road for the first time in Sunbelt play at James Madison. Just a third meeting between the two teams. James Madison, by the way, the highest net ranking on the women's side of things. That one... Starts at 6, of course, Eastern Time Zone game, 6 o'clock, 5.30, your pregame here on the ticket. We got football news today. The full 2024 Arkansas State football slate has been revealed. Now, not the full schedule, but the full slate. And since that's part of our KavanaughCars.com question, we'll go into more details about that in a moment. But uh, also, one more note to throw at you. Grizzlies last night tried their darndest to mount a fourth-quarter comeback against Toronto and in fact outscored the Raptors 35 to 23 in the fourth quarter but it was uh, not enough 116-111 the final the Grizzlies dropping to 11 and 23 Grizzlies back at it Friday taking on the LA Lakers in LA today's cabinetcars.com question I want to know what is your first reaction to the 2024 Arkansas State football slate 
Now, some of you might not have seen it yet. I am aware that some of you do not spend all of your waking moments on Twitter. Good for you, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's the smart thing to do. But since I do, I saw this news when it dropped at 10 a.m. this morning. And again, the full Sunbelt schedule will not be released until March 1st. So we don't know the dates of every game. but we is important. It is important. But right now we do know all 12 opponents and we know where those games will be played. So here's a slate. The first four games of 2024 are non-conference games. And we've actually known about these for a while. But the Red Wolves are going to open the season August 31st at Centennial Bank Stadium against UCA. Going to stay at home the following Saturday, September the 2nd, to host Tulsa. And then it is back-to-back road games to wrap up non-conference play at potential reigning champion Michigan on September the 14th at Iowa State on the 21st. Then it will be Sunbelt Conference play. And again, we don't know the specific date yet. But in Sunbelt play, A-State will host South Alabama, Troy, and ULM from the West, as well as Old Dominion from the East. And then the Red Wolves will go to Louisiana, Southern Miss, and Texas State from the West and visit Georgia State in the East. So today, basically, they release the cross-divisional opponents so, again, now we know all the homes, all the ways. Just got to wait to see when uh, when a bye week is going to be worked in there. We'll have to wait and see if maybe A-State coming off a season where they went to a bowl game, if A-State gets back in the conversation for a midweek nationally televised game or uh, what that could look like. But, again, we know. Road, road trips will all be makeable. Yes, yes. Because getting to Atlanta from here is not hard. It's not. Not at all. So, again, we know the slate We know the names. We know the locations. What is your first reaction to that slate? That is our KavanaughCars.com question. My phone line's open during the break at 870-930-3776 on the Ryan Fiber Hotline. And uh, we'll continue this discussion right after we come back here on The Ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. In a new year with many changes to come. One thing you can always count on staying the same is Mr. T's being open 365 days a year, even on Sunday. Mr. T's is the home of the coldest beer at the absolute lowest prices. And no matter which direction you're coming from, it's always worth the drive to Mr. T's. Either cross those Kahlua colored waters of the St. Francis River at Riverside or head to Mr. T's Express in Red Onion, Missouri. And as always, Mr. T's reminds you to drink responsibly. Mr. T's at Riverside. We love watching A-State crash the boards during basketball season. Beginning into a crash while on the road is a different story. Collision Repair in Jonesboro knows the hassle that a wreck or fender bender causes in our day-to-day lives. You need to be back in your vehicle fast and don't have time to keep taking it back into the shop for missed details. Collision Repair is committed to delivering quality work in a timely manner so you can be back on the road fast. Get your vehicle fixed right the first time. Call Collision Repair at 935-9482. Hey there, Northeast Arkansas. This is John Moore of Arkansas Superstore on Highway 49 in Brooklyn. Here to tell you that we're flipping the script on car buying. Tired of the runaround? Sick of dealers treating you like an afterthought? Upside down in your current car? At Arkansas Superstore, we're here to change the game. No credit? Bad credit? Upside down in your current ride? We've got your back. Don't stand for bait and switch tactics. 
That's holding. We believe in transparency and trust. You deserve the car you want with a payment much lower than your rent. Why settle for less? We won't sell you something you don't love. Life is too short for car buying nightmares. Let's make it better together. Give us a shot before giving in to it is how it is tactics. Arkansas Superstore is here to make sense of it all for you. Come over and find your dream ride. You're approved. When the banks say no, I say yes. We're ready to show you a much better way. Visit us today at 11580 Highway 49 North in Brooklyn or online at ArkansasSuperstore.com. Let's rewrite the car buying story one satisfied customer at a time. Having trouble getting the trailer you need? Silver Line Trailers, the largest trailer retailer in the USA, has the perfect solution for you. Guaranteed approval. No credit check required. Get the quality trailer you need at a price you can afford. With over 3,500 trailers available and more coming in daily, we'll find the perfect trailer for you. And at Silver Line, we're always looking to hire good people. Visit our website, SilverLineTrailer.com, for a location near you. You can stop by our Jonesboro location today at 3711 Stadium Boulevard or call 870-203-0000. Silver Line Trailers, your trusted trailer retailer. Hi, I'm Diana. As a veteran, I know that for many servicemen and women, the battle doesn't always end when they come home. Because I too struggle with the invisible wounds of service. Thankfully, I found American Humane's Pups for Patriots program, which brought Sam into my life. Before being paired with Sam, I didn't get out of bed for most days. Pups for Patriots and Sam literally changed my life. Now I'm able to go to the store without having a panic attack. I'm finally able to live my life the way I want to live it. Pups for Patriots provides trained service dogs to veterans like me at no cost. If you're a veteran or know a veteran struggling with post-traumatic stress or traumatic brain injury, please go to AmericanHumane.org to learn about their Pups for Patriots service dog program. Let's give our veterans a fighting chance. A message from American Humane. Unused prescription opioid pain medicines can spell trouble. They can spell risk if taken by someone they weren't prescribed for, harm if accidentally taken by a child or pet, or overdose if they're not used as directed. Safely dispose of opioids before they can hurt your family. Find a drug take-back option such as medicine drop boxes. You may find these in your community at local pharmacies or police stations. Visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Carrie Keith Ryan hanging out, 870-930-3776, the number to call on the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications. What's your first reaction to this 2024 Arkansas State football slate? That is our KavanaughCars.com question. We'll get right back to that here in just a moment. Do want to remind everybody, nine days out from the Cardinals Caravan rolling into Jonesboro, Saturday, January the 13th at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. Very excited for this event. Free event, open to the public. Uh, autographed tickets available for the first 400 kids, 15 and under. You do have to have a kid there with you if you want an autograph. I'm not saying it has to be yours. I'm just saying it's got to be a child. Have a kid. Yeah, bring bring you can bring a niece or a nephew. You can. I mean, it, I it could be your kid. It could be. I mean, please don't kidnap anybody just so you can show up and get Mason Wynn's autograph. <laughs> but you do need to bring <laughs> for the autograph. 
you, you need to have, need a, to kid. have a kid. You, the, the Goddard apps are only good for the kids. Uh, but Mason Wynn going to be there. Zach Thompson going to be there. Gustavo's going to be there. Vermeen's going to be there. You're going to see alumni Kyle McClellan and Kerry Robinson. Tom Ackerman's going to emcee the event. It's going to be a really good time. Spoke to Zebulon Brown of the Miracle League today. They're going to be out there doing a raffle again. So uh, you also have an opportunity to support the Miracle League and uh, and uh, perhaps win some Cardinals memorabilia while you're out there. So win, 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 win. Love this event. Good time all around. Hope we have a great crowd. We've been getting some good phone calls about it today. So I know a lot of you out there are excited for the event. Uh, if by some chance you know, there's something in that spiel you just missed, Head to 953theticket.com. We've got information up on the website. I have 87 pieces of paper in front of me today, so let's <laughs> see how this goes. <laughs> One of those pieces of paper, of course, includes notes on the 2024 A-State football schedule. Because we're asking you for your first reaction. And and my first reaction, Keith, is I look at the, as I look at the schedule, this this the the slate in general is is no joke. Because the Sun Belt continues to improve. So, therefore, the strength of schedule continues to improve. But, man, this road slate is 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 tough. Uh, there is no way it was actually... It, there is no way the schedule was going to fall where it was going to be easy. No, Lord, no. But... Not when you're playing, you know... You're playing two... High resource. High resource conferences. Maybe the defending national champion. Perhaps. And you're going to see more people in red and gold in Ames, Iowa, than you've ever seen in your entire life. (laughs) When you look at that non-conference start, Again, week three is when A-State will hit the road for the first time, and it's it's at Michigan. Of course, we don't know for sure what Michigan is going to look like in, in 2024. They're but, going to be good. <laughs> but we know they're going to be good, and we know that they are either going to be the reigning national champion or the reigning national runner-up. That's, that's it. Uh, A-State, a couple of times previously in its history, has played a defending national champion and that was in 2018 when a state took on bama and lsu in 2004 now to the best of my knowledge even though there is interesting conversations about harbaugh and and him perhaps departing for the nfl to the best of my knowledge this time a state will not be facing a reigning national champion that is coached by nick saban yeah that's not going to happen I mean, you never say never, Keith. He was up in the Midwest (laughs) at Michigan State for a while. I feel very confident in saying the one place you will never catch Nick Saban coaching is at Michigan. That's not going to happen. I mean, that's fair, and that's true, and that's 100% accurate. I'm just going to throw out the never say never just to be that person. I, I know, never say never, but... I'm very confident in planting my flag. <laughs> that's uh yes, I get it. I understand. And that's and that's Nick ain't looking. And even if Michigan is, they ain't hiring Nick. Yeah. It's again, it's it's too early to know exactly what 
Michigan will look like in 2024, but they're going to be very, very good because that is an incredible program. They have been very, very good for a long time. They're either going to be coming off of a 14-1 and or a 15-0 and season, which is uh, absolutely remarkable. Week four, it's the, the next road trip, and it's to Iowa State. Uh, so they had kind of a mixed bag of a year. The record was 7-6, and six, and they went 6-3 and three in conference play. On the one hand, they beat Oklahoma State, and they beat Kansas State. Beat Kansas State, uh, I think, maybe either the, the next to last game of the regular season or the next to the last game of the season all day. So that K-State ranked 19th at the time. So they had some high water moments. But they also lost to Ohio in week three. Not not Ohio State. No, the, the green Ohio. Yes, they lost. The two. Mac Ohio. 10-7 to seven was the final score there, which is, I mean, seven is not a lot of points. So I'm guessing there were probably some frustrations with Matt Campbell <laughs> after that happened. They also closed out the season by losing to Memphis in the Liberty Bowl. So that was how, that's the kind of year that Iowa State. How did they do against Iowa? They lost that game by the final score of 20 to 13. And that one was played at Iowa State. I didn't have that one written down. Why'd you ask me something I didn't have written down, Keith? I'm sorry. I didn't realize you didn't have that written down. <laughs> it's just that, okay, my father-in-law, God be good to him, and he better be or hear about it, is was an alumnus of sure. the Iowa State University. And that's the game that Iowa State fans, they, they get a little irritated about that one. Oh, I bet. And they don't always play it either, which is one of the reasons why Iowa State fans get a little irritated with the University of Iowa, which makes sense to me. Sure. Those are the non-conference games. When you get to conference and you're looking on the road, it's Louisiana, Southern Miss, Texas State, Georgia State. Certainly no gimmies there. Uh, A-State, you know, did finally last season end a little bit of a losing skit against the Raging Cajuns. Of course, that game was in Jonesboro. Man, that was an enjoyable game. That was just a really enjoyable game. But that series has not been kind to A-State when the Red Wolves are in Lafayette. Oh, Lord, no. So, all in all, uh, it was six and seven year for the Raging Cajuns, three and five, and then, you know, a loss to, to Jacksonville State in, in that bowl game. But they had kind of an interesting year. They beat some teams that on paper might have looked a little bit better than them in conference play, lost to some teams on paper that might have looked a little bit worse than them in conference play, uh, overall on paper, you know, like Old Dominion. But, again, that game's in Lafayette. That's tough. You look at the other non-conference games, you got to go to Georgia State, which... That's just an interesting one. They don't necessarily have a great home environment playing there at the old Turner Field. Yeah, it's better than it was in the Georgia Dome. Absolutely. But it's still not, it doesn't scream college football. They're coming off a 7-6 and six year. So an, another year, really, and I mean, look, eight teams in the Sun Belt went 6-6. Six and six. So there's so many teams where it could have been better, it could have been, been worse. And, of course, with there being 14 teams, you're going to face a lot of those teams. So, so many of these teams could have been better, could have been worse. Texas State, another team that A-State has to travel to, of course. Uh, if you're talking about, you know, enjoyable moments of the 2023 <laughs> season, 
I don't think anything gets better <laughs> than, than Georgia State, but nobody in their right mind is going to sit here and predict today that A-State is going to go to San Marcos and have a series, have like a 17-minute stretch where they outscore the Bobcats 28-7 to and don't put the offense on the field. That was, that was, That's not going to happen again. No. Probably ever, but certainly not the following year. That was an anomaly. Now, could A-State still go to San Marcos and win? Absolutely. No, of course. But win like they did this year? No, that's <laughs> not going to happen. No. No, it was... Uh, not that way. <laughs> it was a very unique game. Highly, highly enjoyable. But we're not going to see something else unfold like that again. And then uh, the the other road trip that we haven't mentioned is is a game at, at Southern Miss. Now, they were one of the two teams in the Sun Belt that did not go bowling along with uh, with ULN. And they had a rough season. Three and nine was the record. Uh, two and six was the conference record. Of course, we know A-State uh, beat them in Jonesboro. That was the starting debut of Jalen Rayner, who iced that game with a 60-plus yard touchdown run there at the end of the game to, to seal the deal. So that was a great highlight moment for him. But Will Hall's going to be on the hot seat next year. And desperate teams can do dangerous things. There's a good chance that whenever A-State faces them on the slate in Hattiesburg, that's going to be a desperate team or at least a desperate head coach. And Will Hall's too good a head coach to not have his club ready to play. Uh, He has battled, you know, in his tenure at Southern Miss, he has battled the injury bug. So, so terrible. I mean... Having to play Frank Gore Jr., who was his best running back at quarterback (laughs) those years, you know, needs must when the devil drives, but you ever been to Hattiesburg? Been through it. It's a fun town. It's it's a... I said Georgia State doesn't scream college football. Hattiesburg screams college football. And college baseball as well. Yep. They support their Golden Eagles. Yep. And there will be an active crowd at that game. And I expect, you know, with with as close as it is to northeast Arkansas, there will be a goodly contingent of scarlet and black clad Red Wolves fans. I would hope so. One thing there will not be, at least as of today, there will not be a Frank Gore Jr. in that game. I believe technically no. he has a year of eligibility left because he's one of the, the guys that started his career the COVID year. So technically I think he could come back, but he is publicly declared for the NFL draft. So as of right now, that is a that is a headache a state will not be dealing with <laughs> in 2024. And I mean that in the most complimentary way because he's an outstanding player. Oh, I won't be surprised in the least if he winds up making somebody's 53-man roster. He's that good. Zero doubt. He's an awesome, awesome player. That's Again, that's the road slate. And that's one of the first things that, that stood out to me with the fact that A-State could be facing the potential reigning national champion and five total bowl teams on the road. That, that, looks, that looks pretty intense. We'll talk more about the home slate. I got some notes on the different teams that will be coming to Jonesboro coming up later on in the program. But... I want to switch gears for just a few moments and table that conversation, although you can't still weigh in on the phones. But uh, I want to switch and, and start talking about some hoops. Of course, we've got Arkansas State men's basketball playing tonight at First National Bank Arena for the first time in forever. We've also got some audio for you from head coach Brian Hodson that's going to be part of today's 
Calmer Solutions A-State update, and we'll dive into all of that after we come back from a break. But we need to step aside and take one this hour brought to you by our friends at Dustin White Realty. We'll return right after this here on The Ticket. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Good afternoon, I'm Kate Morgan from the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Noon Farm Market Report. March corn at 465 and three quarters, up a half, may up a quarter at 478 and a quarter. January soybeans at 1261 and three quarters, down seven and three quarters. March down 11 and a half at 1265 and a half. March wheat at 606 and a quarter, up six with May up four and a quarter at 617 and a quarter. March cotton at 8047, down 46, May down 50 at 8158. And January rice at 1684, down eight, March down seven at 1725. In the livestock complex, February live cattle at 171.05, down 80. April down 50 at 174.25. January feeder cattle at 225.98, down 110, with March down 95 at 226.08. February lean hogs at 67.43, up 213. April up 135 at 73.55. That's your noon farm market report brought to you by Pico Foods, now buying stored corn and Milo direct from local producers in Arkansas, Missouri, Alabama, and Mississippi. Farmers, before you book your 2425 corn and Milo, call Pico Foods. Right now, Pico Foods, the seventh largest poultry producer in the U.S. and a fourth-generation family-owned business, is buying both new crop and stored corn and Milo. Pico Foods believes in supporting local producers, so they buy corn and Milo direct from farmers year-round at always competitive prices. Call today. In Arkansas and Missouri, contact David Durham or James Chester, 870-202-7101. In Alabama and Mississippi, call Andrew Parker or John Taylor Hickman, 601-670-9383. The Arkansas Grown Conference and Expo for Farmers in the local food system, Our Farm to Table Farmers, is coming soon. The Arkansas Department of Agriculture and Ag Organizations are hosting this in-person event where farmers can connect, hear from the experts, and network. On Saturday, the public is invited to the Arkansas Grown and Arkansas Made Showcase, highlighting local products. Join us for the Arkansas Grown Conference and Expo at the Hot Springs Convention Center, January 25th through 27th. Go to ArkansasGrown.org to learn more and to register. Are you thinking of buying or selling land? Then you need a land specialist. Whitetail Properties Land Specialist Chris Bennett is a Northeast Arkansas top land agent and would love to talk to you about why landowners trust him to market and sell their property quickly for the best possible price. Whether you're looking to buy or sell hunting land, farmland, or even a rural home, Chris has the experience and expertise to help you capitalize on the current land market conditions. He also specializes in hard-to-get waterfowl properties in Northeast Arkansas. In this day and in this market, you need a land specialist. Call Chris today for a free no-obligation market analysis of your property or for a private showing of some of the finest properties in Northeast Arkansas. That's Chris Bennett, 870-819-7306, 870-819-7306, or visit whitetailproperties.com. That's whitetailproperties.com. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. I grew up on tour with my parents. Kind of different, but we bonded over music just like other families do over sports, camping, or other interests. And we talked. Little everyday conversations from silly to serious that built a foundation over time. Honest conversations. Like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. And I was so grateful that you and mom had become these sober, stable people who were always there for me. 
I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs, whether it's music or anything else. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk. They hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. This noon hour, brought to you by the real estate experts at Dustin White Realty. Whether you're buying or selling, you can trust the experts at Dustin White Realty for personalized service. Also, your home may be worth more than you think, and you can visit arhomevalue.com to find out more. Your dream home awaits at Dustin White Realty. We've been talking A-State football schedule today. Again, uh, the cross-divisional opponents released by the Sun Belt earlier, so we know all 12 teams, all 12 locations on the 2024 A-State football schedule. And so we've asked you for our KavanaughCars.com question, what your reaction to that slate is. But I want to move off of that topic for just a moment. Well, of course, we'll revisit it a few more times today. But I want to talk some Arkansas State men's basketball because we are going to be able to watch the Red Wolves live in Jonesboro tonight, which is... Not something that has been common, and so I'm excited about it because it's been almost a month since the Red Wolves played in Jonesboro, and in that last time they played at First National Bank Arena, they topped UAB 87-68 to in what was just a, a quality win all around. A lot has changed since then, with that being almost a month ago, but... I'm interested to see what this team does after a couple of back-to-back, just tough losses, games where A-State played okay, but just had one or two situations where the ball bounced the other way and couldn't quite get over the hump. Of course, last Saturday, A-State was was in Atlanta at Georgia State. 91-90 to was the final score. A-State trailed by 18 points, I want to say with about 12.42 remaining. And made a furious comeback, actually tied it up with six seconds on the clock, 12 seconds on the clock. But it was kind of an interesting situation because Avery Feltz hits this weird, wonky, off-balance, awesome three that ties it up at 89. But everybody thought it was a two, at least on the A-State side of things. So they thought at that point in time that they were still trailing 89 to 80, 88. So they foul on the next play, and it was just. We've got some audio here for you from A State men's basketball coach Brian Hodson. He did a media Q and A yesterday, and he talked about that game and just kind of what do you take from that? You know, is there is there a teaching moment you can take from that outcome? Yeah, I mean, definitely, obviously, there's always teachable moments. I mean, I, uh, gosh, it kills me because, like, you go back and, you know, that's, uh, and Avery was distraught with himself. I mean, he's he's high IQ basketball player. He's, he, he played his butt off, had one of his best games all year. And then, I mean, if you watch the film, I, it's just, it, was a, it was a mistake by him. I mean, he goes to run up and it kind of caught a couple of his teammates off guard, which, 
I in the moment he thought that he hit a two and because he had to double clutch to get the shot. So then as a coach, you go back and you run through every scenario in your head. Well, what what am I what am I gonna do there? Call call a timeout with uh ten seconds left and allow Georgia with with the score tied and allow Georgia State to draw up a, a game winning play? No, you don't want to do that. I don't I mean, I'm not I, I don't want to give them a, a free timeout to draw up their end of game game winner that they probably practice all year. So we, you know, the the plan that you hit the three and then you guard it out. Um and and so that it, it's it haunted me for a couple of days and uh, learning experience for the fellas. Um, you know, the whole bench, if anybody that watched the game, the whole bench is screaming, get back, get back, get back. You know, that's, you play games on the road. Uh, their, their pep band was right there on that end of the floor um, and couldn't, I mean, you couldn't hear a word. And uh, so obviously Avery and DeAndre run up uh, on the ball and, and, and both are distraught about it. Um, and, and, you know, obviously, as a coach, you know, I'm telling those guys, look, we're, we're okay. We're going to grow. We're going to learn. Um, it, it, that, but that, yeah, it was a tough one. And I apologize because I actually cut off. I didn't realize it until it was it was too late. The ship had failed to, to get the audio on the Dropbox. I actually cut off part of his comment. Apologies to Coach Hodson there. But he went on to say that, you know, a lot of times in that situation, the officials will, will stop play and review when it is that close. But they did not in this case until after there was – a foul and a break in play. So just what, what do you do there? You just hindsight is twenty twenty. You know yeah, it's and a three, it. and and that's one of the reasons why it's so hard to win on the road. Because you got the pep band in your lap, and guess what? You got the pep band in your lap at every arena in the United States of America, including First National Bank Arena. Coming up tonight um it's georgia southern and this is very interesting for for multiple reasons just some of the notes on georgia southern and we mentioned it a few times but we'll rehash for here for a second so they're under a first first year coach as well coached by the name of charlie henry charlie henry was also an alabama assistant last season so of course he and coach hodson know each other very very well uh, there are some scheduling similarities. I'm not sure. I haven't gone in and watched any Georgia Southern games, but I'm sure there's probably some offense and philosophical similarities between these two teams. And uh, in addition to that, you know, it's a Georgia Southern team that had a really rough start, 0-12 in non-conference play. But calendar flipped conference play, and they're 1-0 right now as they went and beat Southern Miss. Again, Danny Reed, voice of the Georgia Southern Eagles, is going to be with us in studio to wrap up today's show. So we're going to get more information about you know, the 0-12 and, and the 1-0 and, and everything that happened in the meantime. Additionally, flashing back to a couple of weeks ago, the NCAA uh, had another court L where now multi-transfer players are immediately eligible. So after they had already played 10 games, Georgia Southern was able to add another player to their roster the name of Eugene Brown, who's an Ohio State transfer. So they're not the same team that they started out as. But here's Coach Hodson uh, sharing his notes on Georgia Southern. Yeah, good team. They're playing their best basketball right now. Um, just got, obviously, their first uh, first win the other day. Uh, but it, when it mattered, they're 1-0 in Sunbelt play and beat a really good Southern Miss team. Not only did they beat them, they drilled them. Um, they're a really, really good shooting team. Um, they shot the heck out of it the other night. I think they had 15 or 16 threes. 
their their leading scorer Moore hit seven of them, went seven for ten. Uh, so obviously we know how well Avery shot the ball yesterday, the other day. He was six for nine. I mean, their player, they had a kid go seven for ten. So um, they're going to play uh, similar to us. You know, we've been around each other for the last four years, um, similar defensively. I think the only difference you'll see is they'll probably they, – they blitz ball screens where we don't. We like to keep the play more in front of us. Uh, outside of that, they're going to offensively and defensively be very similar to us. One more thing that was similar, and we've mentioned this, the schedules. Georgia Southern, A-State, the only two teams in the Sun Belt that did not schedule a non-D1 opponent. So, again, when you're looking at that record, it's you, you got some strength of schedule conversations to work in there as well, and, and Coach Hodson talks about the scheduling philosophy. Yeah, I think we're the only uh, the only two teams um, in the uh, in the Sun Belt that didn't play a non-Division one. Um, and and so I commend Charlie for that as well. Uh, Coach Henry for for challenge, for scheduling that way. Um, I think that's why you saw his guys weren't, um, you know, weren't uh, they were ready to play Sun Belt. You know, uh, whatever, throw the record out the window. I mean, they were ready to go in game one in the Sun Belt against a really good Southern Miss team who just added a high major transfer uh, as soon as that rule got passed last week. So um, they just beat a really good team. And I think a lot of that is because of the schedule that they played. Go on the road, play Tennessee, play at Michigan State. Uh, the rest of their games were, were mid-major games, but um, they played good mid-major teams. So um, obviously we had the number one strength of schedule in the Sun Belt. And I'm sure they're not far behind us. But, you know, th- th- that schedule prepares you for, uh, obviously, for these games. One more note, and I am so ready for the day. We don't have to play this clip anymore, but we're not there yet. We have to get an injury update uh, from Coach Brian Odson because, of course, uh, you flash back to Georgia State, and the team was without Terrence Ford, who's only uh, played in, in about a game and a half so far this season. They were without Freddie Hicks. And Freddie Hicks, you flash back to the Belmont game, had like a weird fall and landed back first on some metal steps. Uh, so he's been trying to deal with that, just got him in a bad place, an awkward place. And so Co- Coach Hodson weighs in on uh, on his two guys that were out last last time out. Freddie is day-to-day. Um, and... I don't know if I, we have the video clipped. I'm not sure if anybody got to see it. It's it's driving me nuts. You know, he goes to save a ball at Belmont, and I, I'm not sure why any arena would have this, but um, they had un, unrailed metal steps in the corner of the floor. And so Freddie goes to save a ball and literally landed uh, in the small of his back, dead into the corner of a – uh, a, a set of metal steps um, and Freddie's one of the toughest young men I've ever coached and uh, and he couldn't go again that game and he tried for his teammates and uh, and he's he's hurting so uh, or, or was hurting and still still bothering him a little bit so um, we'll we'll check him out tomorrow before the game uh, but it's he is a he is a true game today or day to day I mean he uh, he could go tomorrow. He could not. It's really going to be, um, you know, depending on how much better he feels after treatment in, in his workout today. Uh, and we'll have a better answer tomorrow because, I, truthfully, I don't have one right now. Uh, Terrence, Terrence will not play tomorrow. Um, Terrence is still out uh, for the foreseeable future um, and, and don't really have much more of an update. Other than that, I mean, he's um, he's been cleared by physicians uh, and we're – just really waiting for him to feel that he's got the strength back 
in that foot and ankle after after the offseason surgery uh, to be able to to be an asset to us. He wants to be out there, loves his team. He's he's great every day uh, as far as our day to day stuff goes. Um, he's just not comfortable on it. And when you're a when you're a guard and your and your game is dependent on your speed and and lateral quickness, you know it, it, that one's tough. So he's um, you know right now um, he's he's not uh, he won't be he won't be playing tomorrow, and it's probably. Um, it's less day-to-day than Freddie's is, probably more like uh, week-to-week. Again, that was A-State men's basketball coach Brian Hodson ahead of tonight's game against Georgia Southern. Our A-State update always brought to you by our friends at Calmer Solutions, providing IT services for the modern workforce and the technology and expertise to help you succeed. So here's the thing with, with Terrence Ford, as I understand it, with my absolute no <laughs> medical knowledge. Uh, but I, I, everybody is where he had off-season foot surgery, right? right? Put, put a picture out there on social. Everybody was kept informed. You know, Coach Hodson's talked about it since the beginning of the season. So the issue with him is not – he's been cleared by doctors. So, like, the foot is, is, is structurally sound. The, the surgery – he's recovered from the surgery in, in terms of what was operated on like he was supposed to. The issue now is that he didn't use that foot for, like, two months. You got a lot of things going on with your foot. You got different tendons and muscles, and it's just it's it's a very structurally important part of your body. To state the obvious, and you need all those parts. You need all those parts to walk, let alone to play Division One basketball. So the issue now is getting that foot strengthened and stabilized, and him just feeling comfortable on it. So that's the as I understand it. That is the holdup on on Terrence Ford, and then just every description about what ha- happened with Freddie Hicks sounded incredibly painful, and I've got back pain just thinking about and it. If your back hurts, everything hurts. Not, not, if your back can't go, nothing can go. In terms of you know my insight on tonight's game, I'm just going to tell you, we're going to see an insane amount of threes <laughs> launched tonight. And I know you're not necessarily surprised by that if you've watched this A-State team at all. You're not going to be surprised by that. A-State actually right now ranks uh, tied for 35th in terms of three-pointers made per game. Georgia Southern is actually 32nd, so we're going to see a lot of those. But the thing to know, like the stat to know tonight for A-State is that the Red Wolves, the Red Wolves are an okay three-point team, period. A-State shoots 43% from three at home. That is elite. Georgia Southern is not a good three-point defensive team. In fact, they have the worst opponent three-point field goal percentage in the Sun Belt. So my over-under tonight for A-State threes attempted, just A-State, I'm going to go 37 and a half. That is a boatload. It is. But, yeah. If you're going to shoot them... I can't argue with you. If you're going to shoot him at a 43% clip, heck, take 50. <laughs> just make sure you are going to miss a few. Just make sure you got somebody in place to get the long rebounds. Well, that and I'm still old school enough that I prefer to see threes after you put it in the post. Okay, they're going to double team the post, kick it back out. Sure. Up it go. <laughs> but that that's just me. We'll see how that goes. We might be we might see seventy from these two teams combined. We'll 
That wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, let's step aside for a break. We need to squeeze in one more here in this hour. Brought to you by Dustin White Realty. We got to come back. We got to get Keith's answer to the KavanaughCars.com question right after this here on the ticket. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Yes. And Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. If you look at American sports leagues, owners serve a large role in the team's success. But when the casual sports fan starts to learn your name, that's often not a great thing. Look at the most recent examples. Donald Sterling. He was relieved of his duties with the Clippers. He had racist remarks. Robert Sarver had a similar demise with the Phoenix Suns. Knicks owner James Dolan has drawn some criticism over his poor team management and constant mistreatment of fans. There are obviously some exceptions to the rules. You have the Rooney family with the rich tradition of the Steelers. Mark Cuban, wonderful job in the national spotlight, cutting-edge business practices, and the turnaround of the Mavs. David Tepper's rise in notoriety has been a little bit different. The NFL's worst franchise, and you're throwing drinks on fans, that's going to make you a household name in the wrong way. It's not because you're George Steinbrenner, you're resembling Daniel Snyder. And that's never a good thing. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. College football fans, the championship is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook is making sure you can throw down on the epic showdown for a shot at big bucks. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting $5 on the championship game. Download the app now. Use the code PATRICK. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code PATRICK. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible hello everyone at george kell motors we strive to deliver you excellence at every step of your purchase that includes offering you an even greater buying selection by joining forces with george kell ford formerly harris ford we're proud to bring ford to the george kell motors family and proud to continue to offer you the customer buying experience you've come to expect come visit us just off exit 85 in newport or online at georgekellford.com Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I want to share with you the experience of Donna in Washington. She writes, I got injured about five years ago. I was let go when, because of the injury, I couldn't keep up with my schedule. I've tried to find other work, but I'm 68 now. No one wants to hire someone that old. This week is tough, though, because I had to get my tooth fixed. So I only have $10 in my checking account. But it will be okay. I at least have food because of this pantry. Millions of people face hunger. Some every day, just like Donna. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. We all make choices about alcohol. Kids make choices whether to drink or not. Bye, Dad. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. 
Hey, uh, remind me about that party again. And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations, and they want honest answers in everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Clock is ticking here on this noon hour brought to you by Dustin White Realty. Time management, still not my strength. Maybe that should have been my New Year's resolution, but that ship has sailed. Want to get Keith (laughs) Keith Merritt's answer to our KavanaughCars.com question before we do run out of time. Keith, what's your first reaction to this 2024 A-State football slate? Easy road trips. Okay. Not necessarily for the team, but for fans wanting to go see the Red Wolves on the road. You know, those. your crossover road trip is Atlanta. It's easy to get to Atlanta from Jonesboro, yeah. Arkansas. It's easy to get to Hattiesburg from Jonesboro. It's easy to get to Lafayette. And boy, you'll eat good. A little harder to get to San Marcos. You just about have to fly to get to San Marcos without having a bus trip that just reminds you of purgatory and takes sure. forever. But, you know, I think in terms of what the schedule will look like, you'll know a lot more after they decide what dates. And a lot of what the schedule is going to look like is going to depend on health like it does every year. Every team is going to have injuries. You know, every team is going to have stretches where they're, where they're healthy. Um, the four non-conference games, you know, I, I think you should beat UCA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you have a good shot at beating Tulsa, particularly at home. You're not supposed to beat Michigan at Michigan. That's not supposed to happen. When was the last time they lost to the big house? Been a while. Iowa State? Yeah, maybe. If Iowa State's a little beat up and Arkansas State's healthy, yeah, you can go into Ames and play. Then you get into the conference, and it'll be who's healthy, who's hot, what develops. But easy to get two road games. We got eight months to plan it all out. And, uh, again, that full schedule will be released on March 1st. We're still going to continue to talk about what we know about the schedule so far. Might as well. We've also got some women's hoops to talk to you about in Hour 2. We've got voice of the Georgia Southern Eagles, Danny Reed, coming in studio to wrap up Hour 2 with this. But that's a wrap for this new hour brought to you by Dustin White Realty. Keith, thanks so much for hanging out with us this week. Thanks for having me. I'll see you next week. Sounds good. Hey, everybody else. Keep it right here. We got an hour to go. We'll return after the break here on the ticket.
This is Will Oswald, your Thursday Ticket Radio Network Sports Update, brought to you by Plaza Tire Service. It's Sunbelt Conference basketball tonight for the A-State teams. The men open a four-game homestand at First National Lake Arena, taking on Georgia Southern. Tip at 7, the pregame at 6.30 on 107.9 K-Fine in the EAB Red Bulls Sports Network from Learfield, presented by Arkansas Blue Cross Blue Shield. The Red Bulls women are on the road in Harrisonburg, Virginia, taking on preseason Sunbelt favorite James Madison. That tips at 6 Central Time, pregame 5.30 here on the Ticket Radio Network. Sunbelt Conference this morning, announcing the 2020 four cross-divisional football opponents for each team today. The Red Bulls will host Old Dominion at Centennial Bank Stadium and travel to Atlanta to play Georgia State. The full 2024 football schedule, including conference dates, will be announced sometime before March 1st. And a game-high 28 from John Morant, not enough for the Grizzlies last night as they lost at home to the Toronto Raptors. 116-111, Grizz on the road tomorrow in L.A. against the Lakers. Bringing the best deal on tires since 1963, that's Plaza Tire Service, and that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. This is Bob Moore with Moore Air Conditioning. Is your HVAC system ready for fall and winter? Find out today with the Moore Super Checkup. Prevent unexpected breakdowns while extending the life of your system. Whether you need a heating or cooling inspection, we cover it all for just $55 for 55 years serving you. Call Moore Air Conditioning today, 870-260-7030. Or visit us at mooreac.com. Don't settle for less. You deserve more than Celebrate with new furniture and new adventures during Gamble Home's New Year's Sale. Get comfort, style, and incredible savings now. Whether it's a cozy sofa, a plush recliner, or a dreamy mattress, it's all on sale and no sales tax. At Gamble Home, your purchase could earn you up to a four-night hotel stay for free. Imagine unwinding in luxury courtesy of Gamble Home. Shop Gamble Home for new furniture and enjoy new adventures during the New Year's Sale at Gamble Home in the Farville Curve and on Highland in the Uptown. This is Coach Butch Jones, and we need you to help our A-State athletic programs by donating to the Impact Club. This is an organization that is making a real difference in the lives of our student-athletes. Make a monthly commitment and get access to team newsletters, special gear, and exclusive access that you will not find anywhere else. Find out more and give today at impactclub.com. That's impact spelled I-M-P-A-C-K-T club.com. Your support is greatly appreciated and is helping our programs right now. Wolves up. At Barton's, we see your commitment to making your project a success. From the pro up with the sun that doesn't quit until it goes down to the DIYer who faces each challenge head on, our season store partners support you every step of the way. Since 1885, Barton's has been the backbone of local communities for every type of project. From new construction to home remodel, our dedicated team is here to empower your project with local delivery options and a variety of complimentary project services, including expert kitchen planning. Visit your hometown team today and build it better with Barton's. On October the 4th, my daughter was diagnosed with a rare malignant rhabdoid tumor on the spine. They sent her straight to St. Jude. When I received the diagnosis with my daughter, my hope was gone. But when you get there, everyone's like, hey, we're not going to give up. And when you see other people not giving up on your child, that makes all the difference in the world. When we first made it to St. Jude, my baby couldn't sit up on her own at all. The tumor had pressed up against her spine to the point where it basically paralyzed her. And just to see her start to make those steps after treatment, it was just like a miracle. It was amazing. I was like, thank God for St. Jude. When I found out I didn't have to pay, I was just grateful. They saved my baby's life. They did. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. 
This is KNEA K237FI 95.3 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Richie and Ryan James with you as we dive into the second hour of the program. Uh, we got the usual going on. We got a KavanaughCars.com question uh, asking you today, what is your first reaction to the 2024 Arkansas State football slate? If you haven't been with us in the previous hour, we'll go through that. Make sure you're up to speed on today's news where the Sun Belt released uh, all of its uh, teams, cross-divisional opponents. So although we don't know the full schedule yet for A-State football with, with dates and, and you know midweeks or anything like that, yet we do know every single team that is on the schedule. We know every location that is on the schedule. So we'll rehash that here in just a moment. Also, uh, a heads up that coming up later on in this hour, we're looking at kind of 1.30-ish. We're going to have voice of the Georgia Southern Eagles Danny Reed with us in studio. So non-existent phone lines uh, in the second hour of the program in terms of those being open. So if you got a hot take, now is your time to shine. 870-930-3776, the number to call on the Right Fiber Hotline. By Ritter Communications, bringing you the right speed at the right price. Right now, you can check availability for your area at Right Fiber. Dot com. We've also got some A-State women's basketball to talk about in this hour as well, so we'll see if we can squeeze it all in here. Uh, again, let's look at this uh, A-State football schedule for those of you that are just joining us. So here's what we know. Uh, of course, the non-conference opponents have been revealed for a while. So A-State's going to open up the 24 slate in Jonesboro at Centennial Bank Stadium against its FCS opponent, which is UCA. Week 2, Saturday, September the 7th, also in Jonesboro, hosting Tulsa. Week three will be the Red Wolves' first road trip of the season, going to the big house at potential reigning champion Michigan, and then wrapping up the non-conference slate on Saturday, September the 21st at Iowa State. The Sun Belt home games this year, Old Dominion, South Alabama, Troy, ULM. The Sun Belt road games this year for the Red Wolves at Louisiana, at Southern Miss, at Texas State, at Georgia State. We went through and looked at a couple of uh, different notes on the six road games that A-State will play this year. So I thought we would shine more of a spotlight on the home games uh, in this segment uh, just to get everybody as informed as possible on what's coming up. And yes, I am absolutely loving the fact that it is January the 4th and we have football news today. I'm very <laughs> I'm very appreciative of the Sunbelt kind of putting out its schedule in, in two parts this year because again full thing comes out on March 1st but it's nice to have a little something to talk about between now and then that is not you know portal or opt-out or carousel related uh with this home slate for the Red Wolves again week one is is the first opponent with A-State taking on UCA this has been an opponent of course A-State is is played quite a bit unfortunately 
still, even though there's been a win in between, it's, it's 2016 is still one of those things that's hard to shake off. But all of that being said, A-State is going to be favored in its in its opener this year against UCA. The Bears had, they've had some great seasons as of late. I wouldn't necessarily say that last year was, was one of them. It was just okay. They finished the year at 7-4. and four. And uh, their FBS opponent in 2023 was Oklahoma State. That's who they opened the year with. They lost that game 27 to 13. Week two will be kind of a pivotal, you know, non-conference game on paper. It's one that you feel like A-State should win when the Red Wolves welcome in Tulsa to Jonesboro. I think the last time, am I correct? Let me pull up Winsipedia before I start talking nonsense. But I, I feel like the last time these teams were scheduled to play was in the COVID year. And it got wiped out because, well, COVID, gonna COVID. Um, And actually, I was wrong about that. There was a game in 2021, so I apologize. Uh, But uh, the last time these teams played was 2021, uh, where the Red Wolves went to Tulsa, and it went Tulsa's way. So that was year one of the Butch Jones era. And that was a 41-34 to loss. Of course, since then, Tulsa, though, has changed coaches. And this year, they brought in Kevin Wilson, it didn't really go great. They went four and eight. They went two and six in the AAC. But you expect better things to happen in a coach's second year at the helm. So they will undoubtedly be looking for improvement there in Tulsa. They did have kind of they, they hit a big funk in the middle of the season this year where they lost six in a row. But interestingly enough, they did beat NIU uh, in week four before that losing streak started. That was a game they won at. NIU and they won that one 22 to 14 so there is a common opponent there although of course you know there's all kinds of disclaimers now in college football when you're going year to year entire rosters are going to be wildly different uh, but uh, again I like this this A-State and Tulsa series on a personal note my stepbrother is a Tulsa fan uh, because that's where he lives he supports the home team and uh, he was born in Michigan so he's also a Michigan fan so the family gatherings at the end of the year can be a little bit awkward uh, I'm hoping they're awkward. I hope I get an opportunity to run my mouth. But uh, just kind of an interesting note for, for myself and my family with, with A-State and Tulsa and Michigan all squaring off this year. The home games in conference play for the Red Wolves. Old Dominion, South Alabama, Troy, ULM. Uh, in terms of, you know, going from like least familiarity to most familiarity, you know, A-State has only played Old Dominion once ever. And that was in 2022. It was at ODU. It was one of those games that you look back on in the 22 season and it just kind of got away, right? 29-26 to was the final. It was a game A-State should have won. One of those games where the Red Wolves led in the fourth quarter and couldn't close it out. And In my opinion, Old Dominion might have been the biggest surprise in the Sunbelt Conference in 2023. They were picked dead last in the preseason poll. I think they got fewer votes than ULM. Like, they were just expected to have a bad, bad year. And instead, they got bowl eligible. They were what I would think of as kind of like a coin flip team. Ten of their 13 games were decided by a touchdown or less. Now, they were able to win several of those, as you know, witnessed by the, the six wins in the regular season. They had some interesting Sunbelt wins. They beat Appalachian State. They beat the Cajuns. They closed out the year by beating Georgia State and Georgia Southern to get bowl eligible. But they did uh, 
lose their bowl game. Kind of blew their bowl game. 38-35 to Western Kentucky. So Old Dominion coming to Jonesboro. The other three teams coming to Jonesboro, very familiar. You know, A-State is going to host South Alabama, going to host Troy, going to host ULM. Uh, A-State lost to the Jaguars this year. Mentioned, you know, Old Dominion being the biggest surprise in the Sun Belt for a positive reason. South Alabama might have been the biggest surprise in the Sun Belt for, for more of a negative reason. They were supposed to just have a great year uh, going into the year. A lot of teams or a lot of people thought they would be the team to beat in the West and they would be playing for a Sun Belt championship. And that didn't happen. They were six and six in the regular season. They were four and four in Sun Belt Conference play. That's just kind of the definition of mediocre in their third year under head coach Kane Womack. They had a huge win at Oklahoma State in week three. But then they came back in and lost a game against like Central Michigan or somebody they shouldn't have should have lost to. They did beat A State. That was a twenty one to fourteen final in week ten. It's one of those games where A State had a chance at the end. It just didn't go the Red Wolves way. South Alabama a little bit better in twenty twenty three. Troy rolling into Jonesboro next year. They beat A State pretty good this year in Troy. Thirty seven to three was the final there. But of course a big storyline with the Trojans is that John Sumrall is gone. And so now, uh, we'll learn more about Jared Parker, who is Notre Dame's offensive coordinator leading up to the season, but uh, a big change there for the Trojans. Also, of course, ULM coming to Jonesboro in 2024. They're also under a new head coach, Bryant Vincent, who was the New Mexico offensive coordinator last season. Prior to that, he was on Bill Clark's staff at UAB, and when Bill Clark actually stepped down, he was the interim head coach for most of the year, I think, in, in 2022. So he's kind of, sort of, been a head coach before. But a couple of new faces in the Sunbelt West that will be in Jonesboro this year. Of course, we all know that A-State has a very sizable winning streak over the Warhawks. And not for one second am I ever mentally preparing for that to end. I know it will at some point, but I just kind of refuse to acknowledge it at this point. <laughs> I refuse to even entertain the idea. I'm just, I'm going to pretend that that I'm going to live to be 100 years old. And at that point in time, A-State's winning streak over ULM is going to be like 85 games or something like that. That's just what I'm going to envision in my head. And I refuse to entertain the alternative. The KavanaughCars.com question. What's your first reaction to that 2024 A-State slate? Uh, Kendall, I'll read his tweet here. Quote, we open up. The first two at home can't beat that. Then go on the road back-to-back for the hardest challenge we'll have all year. And we get to play the former conference champion, former conference champs at home. Great opportunity for A-State to showcase who we are on a national stage, end quote. Ooh, sorry for trying to butcher that. That was Kendall's response on Twitter. I am, of course, interested in seeing how this schedule works itself out. Again, not knowing dates, there could be some significant things that, that come up when the dates to this are announced. One, you know, when is the bye week going to be? I love the fact in this season that A-State's bye week was smack dab in the middle of the season. Uh, A-State, for the most part, had a, had a decent health season. Yes, there were some times where, where you got thin on the defensive line. Yes, it, it stunk that Manny Stevenson got hurt. And, you know, Tank Sujik got hurt. And, of course, uh, it, it was awful not having Jacob Bayer at, at Marshall. But 
but for the most part, you think about the previous two years under Butch Jones where A-State has had that key injury that kind of decimated the offensive line. A-State didn't have to deal with that this year. So having that bye week right there in the middle of the season where everybody gets to catch their breath, I thought that was great. So hopefully that will be a thing again in 2024. You also are curious, or I am curious, how the Sunbelt slate will open up. If A-State starts Sunbelt play on the road, which has been more of the rule with the exception of this year, then you're going to have three road games there in the month of September. That's a tough start. So you kind of hope that that is not the case, that A-State would not be on the road on the 14th and the 21st and the 28th. That would be tough. And then, of course, the big question is, will A-State return to the you know national stage in terms of televised midweeks? It's been a few years since that has happened. And it's kind of half dozen in one hand, six in the other in terms of whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. On the one hand, look, it's great for the fans to have games every, to have games on Saturday only. That's awesome. But you do miss a little bit of that national exposure. So I I wouldn't hate seeing A-State play a midweek this year. I would definitely not hate it if it was was on the road and we still got to enjoy six Saturdays in Jonesboro. Let me just be picky. Let me send the Sun Belt how I want the schedule. And we'll see if they go with that. If only that worked. Uh, 9303776 is the number to call. I'll tell you what, we'll have open phone lines during the break. I want to come back and talk some A-State women's basketball with you because the Red Wolves are going to be in action tonight. They're on the road at James Madison. That's going to be a tough challenge, and we'll tell you why when we come back here on The Ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on The Ticket Radio Network. Hey guys, if you want to feel better than you have in a long time, you need to reach out to my friends at Elite Men's Health. Hey, it's Brandon Baxter, and people ask me all the time about my results with testosterone replacement therapy at Elite Men's Health. And I can tell you this firsthand, 100% testosterone replacement therapy works. So it's helped me feel better than I have in forever. So if you feel run down or tired all the time, you might have low testosterone. And if you feel like you have less strength, than you used to if you feel like you have less endurance you might have low testosterone and if you're struggling to lose belly weight or experiencing lower libido you might have low testosterone and that's where elite men's health comes in go by for an evaluation let elite check your levels and if your levels are low let them develop a plan that's perfect for your body so since i've been going to elite my total testosterone has increased 400 percent And my free testosterone is up over 300%. So if you want to feel like you did when you were in your late teens and early 20s, head to Elite Men's Health. 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro and EliteMensHealth.com. At First Security, we've been investing in our home state since 1932, growing deep roots and even deeper relationships. We're part of Arkansas. It's part of us. Today, First Security puts all of that history and stability to good use for you, pouring our resources into the people and places we love best. Arkansas communities, Arkansas families, and Arkansas futures. First Security. Bank better. FSBank.com. Member FDIC. 
At Dirksen Hospice, we understand that every moment matters. In your time of need, we're here to provide support for you and your loved ones. Our dedicated team is committed to creating a caring and personal experience tailored to your unique needs all around Northeast Arkansas. Whether it's pain management, emotional support, or just a friendly face to talk to, we're here for you every step of the way. When you choose Dirksen Hospice, you're not just choosing a service, you're choosing a family. To learn more about our compassionate care, find us on Facebook, Dirksen Hospice, because you and your loved ones deserve the very best. Imagine a disease that affects more than 10 million Americans, more than AIDS, Parkinson's, ALS, MS, and muscular dystrophy combined. Yet few know its name. Some years ago, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, and after surgery, she developed lymphedema, LE, a cruel and chronic disease affecting 10 million Americans that occurs when the lymphatic system is compromised, leaving one with a lifetime of severe swelling and pain. What we found out later is its severity might have been lessened or possibly even prevented if only we were better informed. That's why I'm urging anyone facing cancer treatment to get educated, talk to your doctor, make it part of your cancer conversation. And if you have LE, share your story. With patients and doctors working together, we can learn and live. Learn more at lymphaticnetwork.org. A gentle breeze blows across your face as you take a refreshing sip of water, appreciating the stillness of another morning fishing on the lake. The distant gurgle of a stream reminds you of days spent playing in the creek, the cool, clear water rushing between your toes. You love this time with nature, the feeling of putting everything on hold to connect with the world around you. Now, imagine it's all gone. No fish, no lake, no water. One of life's most vital resources, irreplaceably depleted. Time is running out to protect fresh water, and without our love, it can and will disappear. It's our choice. Love it or lose it. Help protect our fresh water. Visit World Wildlife Fund at wwf.org love. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara Ritchie and Ryan James hanging out with you in studio. We got the Rock Fiber Hotline open at 870-930-3776. Again, remember that whole area code thing we talked about earlier? Or maybe you weren't with us. Anyways, just get used to dialing the area code to make a really long story short. 870-930-3776. Our KavanaughCars.com question today. We've been asking you, what's your first reaction to the 2024 A-State football slate? We know all the teams. We know all of the locations. Don't have exact dates yet, but we'll learn that on March 1st, and then we'll do another version of this question. (laughs) And maybe even start asking you to make some bold predictions. In the meantime, though, we got hoops on the slate tonight. We talked a little bit about Arkansas State men's basketball hosting Georgia Southern. By the way, it's Throwback Thursday tonight at the bank. So what they're doing is, since the students are gone right now, they don't return until Monday. They're opening up the student section. So for those of you that want to relive your old glory days and throw down in the student section, tonight is your 
time to shine. So bring your sign, get painted up, find your favorite 90s outfit, and <laughs> show up. And uh, you can be there in, in the student section to cheer on the Red Wolves. I am still pushing for the return of the three-point balloon as part of Throwback Thursday. But since I've mentioned this to absolutely nobody in A-State Athletics, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I'm kind of just throwing it out there in the universe and uh, hoping that somehow it will magically manifest itself. I guess maybe I just need to show up with a helium tank to First National Bank Arena and see how that goes. Uh, meanwhile, A-State women are going to be on the road tonight. And it's first road trip of 2024 for the Red Wolves. First road trip of the Sunbelt slate for the Red Wolves. And really, the first road trip in a month. Uh, this has been a team that has gotten very, very comfortable playing at First National Bank Arena. And, uh, and, and hey, look, good for A-State. I'm glad somebody was in Jonesboro on the non-conference slate that we got to watch. Because, of course, that men's team was, was all over the place. But A-State women uh, went 7-4. and four, Excuse me. Six and four in non-conference play. Seven and four overall because they do have that Sunbelt win over Coastal Carolina uh, last week. And now they're headed to James Madison. James Madison's pretty good. And, in fact, with their nine and four record, uh, last time I checked, which was a, a couple of days ago, but I don't think it's changed too much, James Madison had the best net ranking in the Sunbelt. So, on paper... I mean, this looks like it is going to be a tough test for Arkansas State. Now, this is kind of cool because you play a really good team right out of the gate, and and this is going to be a really good measuring stick, I think, for A-State in terms of is this just a a good A-State team or is this going to be an A-State team that can legitimately compete for a Sunbelt title this year? And I think we're going to learn a lot more about that coming up tonight. This James Madison team, when you look at them statistically, they are a a decent shooting team. Not so much from, from three, but just from the floor. Uh, it's a team that, that gets a good amount of blocks per game. Uh, they really do a good job on the glass. Uh, I mean, they're one of the teams that maybe they, looking at them statistically, don't take the best shots, but they make sure they're, they're there to clean up the mistakes. So, not quite Troy, <laughs> which certainly does their own brand of thing, but maybe like a, a Troy light in terms of uh, just how they, they attack the glass. A-State, I'm really interested in seeing just what continues to, to trend in a positive direction for the Red Wolves. We, we know by now that, that Izzy is going to go out and, and do Izzy things, right? She's going to turn in somewhere between 20 and 25 points per game. She's probably going to be the Red Wolves' leading scorer. But the big question now is kind of how does that cast look around her? Lauren Pendleton has been on the stretch lately of turning in just some really good all-around performances. In fact, I feel like right now every time Lauren Pendleton steps on the court, she's a threat for for a triple-double. She has not got one yet, but she ain't too far away. I mean, we're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood – 15, 17 points for Pendleton, 7 or 8 rebounds, 7 or 8 assists. That's that's some of the stat lines she's put up lately. It's been really easy to just be very impressed by her all-around play. But who's going to step up after that? And that's the question. Uh, it seems like as Winter Rogers has gotten more comfortable being at, at A-State, we've started to see some moments where she's shined, particularly on the glass. Uh, Cheyenne Forney has really 
had been a spark uh, the past few games. She's gotten nice and settled in. Madeline Wilkerson, after a really tough start to the season, it looks like she's been able to find her shot a little bit. And all of these pieces are going to have to work together and play well tonight for Arkansas State to be able to come away with that win at JMU. Uh, This is just the third ever meeting, I think, between these two teams. They did play last year. It was also in Harrisonburg, and that was a 70-57 loss for A-State. Other than that, the only other meeting was in 1994 in which none of the current players were alive. So it doesn't really, <laughs> doesn't really matter what happened in that one. But again, 70-57 to 57 was the final score from last time out. The one thing that, that A-State needs to avoid, we saw... Last week, the Red Wolves give up a lot of runs to Coastal Carolina. And not that runs in and of themselves are are a bad thing. They happen so frequently in basketball. We hear the phrase basketball is a game of runs over and over and over and over. And every time Coastal made a run, you know, A-State was ultimately able to dig itself back out of whatever was ailing it at the time. They were able to eventually get some shots to go. But there was... There was like a 15-3 to run and a 14 to nothing run. And you just... You can't give up runs of that nature tonight at JMU. You gotta you gotta cut it off at like seven zero, because this is a significantly better team than Coastal Carolina was. It should be a really fun test, and I'm really excited to see uh, how this one goes. And I'll be watching the first hour of it again because it tips off a little bit earlier than that men's game. So that's how I'll be pre gaming tonight is by watching a state women's basketball at James Madison. Cade Carlton will have your pregame here on the ticket at five thirty, and your tip off is set for 6 p.m. And, of course, tomorrow we'll come back and recap both games, hopefully recapping a couple of Arkansas State winners. We'll go ahead and step aside here because here in just a few moments, we should be joined by voice of the Georgia Southern Eagles, Danny Reed. He's going to come hang out in studio to help us wrap up the show today. So we'll get to know more about uh, the A-State men's opponent tonight and also just check in on some other college football, Sunbelt, who knows what else topics with Danny when he's with us in studio. But that should be coming up next. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Experience meets innovation at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. After more than 135 years of servicing our East Arkansas communities, we are the region's largest independently owned bank. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas continues to invest in new products and services to best serve all our banking customers. This year, we've rolled out mobile pay technology, enabled mobile depositing from wherever you are, and a new Roundup savings feature to help you take charge of your savings. Come and see what's new at First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas, member FDIC. Jim's Pawn Shop in Jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who'll be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best loan terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 37. 11 East Highland and Jonesboro. Voted best to the best six years in a row. 
Hi, this is Andy from Andy's Frozen Custard. Customers are always asking me why the treats from Andy's taste so good. At Andy's, we follow the old-fashioned way in everything that we do. Our machines are handmade one at a time. Our secret dairy formula is over 70 years old. Our brownies, pumpkin pies, and apple pies are all baked fresh daily. And our custard is made fresh hourly. I hope you'll stop by and give us a try. Go to eandies.com for the Andy's location nearest you. Andy's makes it fun to be a kid for a while. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine. The same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control. And priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Papi. Yes, mija. I love walking around our block. <laughs> Me too. It's just like walking around the world, but it doesn't take as long. Hmm, that would take a long time. No, really. My friend Kayla's from India, and Lily's family is from China. And Beza travels a lot to see her family in Ethiopia. And don't forget the Murphys. I really like our neighborhood and all the families from different places. We're lucky, sweetie. We live in a diverse community. Diverse? Yeah. It's a place where people from all different backgrounds come together and live and share and appreciate everything that makes us special. I like it. Neighborhood diversity promotes a greater sense of engagement, teaches that stereotypes are wrong, and better prepares our children for the global community. To learn more about how the Fair Housing Act promotes diversity, visit hud.gov slash fairhousing. The Fair Housing Act prohibits discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, and familial status. A message from the Department of Housing and Urban Development in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. What if one day you went to your secret hiding place and instead of what you came for, you found a phone number, 1-800-662-HELP? What would you do? Would you stop and give it some thought? Before drugs take their toll on you and your family, know that there is help. You can quit. For help with drug use, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral or go to samhsa.gov slash know the risks. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara Ritchie, Ryan James with you in studio. I was very excited yesterday. Because, of course, tonight we've got Arkansas State basketball at First National Bank Arena, Georgia Southern, rolling into town. I realized, you know what, maybe my friend Danny Reed, voice of the Georgia Southern Eagles, will be getting into town a little bit early. And then maybe maybe he's just not going to have a lot on his slate Thursday. So what if I voluntold him to come hang out in studio with us and he... Graciously accepted. Danny, thanks. See, I thought that you mistaken me for Jay Walker, but I'm glad that you did not. But he'll be here next week. <laughs> he will be. He will be. So I'm excited. I can see a lot of my Sunbelt friends over the next few weeks. It's pretty cool stuff. 
this is the good time of the year because instead of, okay, you get to see maybe half the league in football. Basketball, odds are you're seeing almost everybody, but I don't see Jay this year. Georgia Southern doesn't play Louisiana, but I'll get him for baseball, I think, in mid-May they come to Statesboro. It's a good group in the Sun Belt. Yeah, Matt and I were talking about that. I've never had a collective group like this. Number one, as talented as everybody is, but number two, that all gets along. And when I know Matt's made the <laughs> made the fun of the text group before, yeah. I know you've asked about the text group before, and apparently word is getting out about this because we have guys from other conferences that are asking about this text group. So I don't know if there's one of the works in the WAC and Conference USA. I don't know. So, all right. So obviously I know, I'm imagining that the text group is kind of like Fight Club. And so the conversations that we can have on it are probably pretty limited. But at the same time, everybody knows it exists. So with the text group, how much of it is it? Is it general broadcaster conversation? (laughs) Is it smack talk? Is it, you know, congratulations on this call? Is it your team sucks? I mean, what, what, what kind of, what is the general gist? Mostly it's how other guys in the league deal with the train horn at Georgia State football. (laughs) 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 That's a very good one to ask Barry if you can get him to come over here. Because there is a video that gets shared in our group every couple weeks of Barry tried to call a Georgia State touchdown, but he gets interrupted every five seconds because it's, well, a five-yard, hmm, touchdown run in the fourth, hmm, with 730, hmm, last weekend. And Jerry and Bob Templin, his spotter, they're just, they're dying on the other side. This is an incredibly timely conversation, by the way, okay. because, of course, the Sunbelt football cross-divisional schedule was announced today. A-State is traveling to Georgia State this year. And somebody commented about, you know, Georgia State, that that's fine. And I said, well, as long as somebody disables the train whistle between now and then, we'll be be all right. Two years ago, I made an effort, but I was, for lack of a better term, cut off at the knees. (laughs) Hey, they like that thing. So I guess uh, to each their own. But has, has Matt been there since they started playing at Turner? Yes. Okay. I think. Yes. Yes. I I will not be referring to the facility by the name of the facility. Because when the Department of Transportation still refers to it by the former name of the facility, that is the name of the facility that gets used on the the airwaves for the Eagles. Definitely not any petty in that group text, is there? (laughs) That mostly gets handled person for person. (laughs) But it's okay – if it change, hey guys, have you been here yet? Is is the setup? Are you in the corner this year? Are you up two levels? What's this city like? What's that city like? Or if somebody puts something out on social, just a way to brag on something. Mostly Jay, but it it rotates. How long have you been at Georgia Southern now? Since 2015. This is year nine. Okay. Oh, it goes fast. I want to talk a little bit. Before we get sidetracked, which is totally on me, because I, I, I know, right? I know, and I will be the one who undoubtedly derails the conversation again. But we do have a basketball game to watch tonight at First National Bank Arena, Georgia Southern, in town to take on A State. First off, I'm excited to see A State because I haven't seen A State hardly in person. Uh, we were like Georgia Southern, yeah, three home games. Georgia Southern's had three home games, a lot of travel, a lot of neutral. There's a lot of similarities between these two programs, probably because they're both under first-year Nate Oates' assistance. What, what was your first impression of Charlie Henry when he was hired? Awesome. Awesome dude. Great to work with. The one thing that's kind of given me pause, this is the first head coach I've worked with that I'm older than. And I didn't realize this because I thought he was older than me when he got hired. 
and I re-looked at his his bio, and I thought, I'm older than my head coach, and I've never had that before. <laughs> but he is he is a phenomenal dude. I know him and him and Coach Hodder are looking forward to catching up tonight. And yeah, like you said, the stats and the way that they've gone about it this year very similar. Neither scheduled the non D one. That's yeah. a big Nate Oates thing. Both are going to take a ton of threes. Arc State's much better at defending the three than Georgia Southern is, but. After the way the Eagles defended against Southern Miss this past Saturday, I wonder if they discovered something that they've been searching for the first 12 and just didn't find until Sunbelt. I've said the over-under tonight at 65 and a half threes. Which direction are you going? Over. Okay. All right. You didn't even think about it. No, I'd be over. I mean, we heard when when Coach Hodson was introduced to A-State, we heard the phrase, you know, space and pace and, and shot geography. We heard things like that a lot. I'm guessing kind of you heard the same things from from Charlie Henry and then started to see it play out on the court as well. <laughs> this team has always had the ability to score. They're making close to 10 threes a game. I think Georgia Southern and Arc State are 1-2 in the league, and definitely threes attempt, but surely threes made too. But the inconsistency on defense is what has held them back, and this could be a team that easily had won four or five games. But whether it's getting shut down in the second half, getting out-attempted at the free-throw line, the foul numbers have gone down, and that's a product of being much better on defense because the first eight games you had a bunch of new guys trying to figure out sure. the system. and it would be into the first media timeout, and Georgia Southern would have three guys with multiple fouls. And how, how is the team going to finish the game? They're not that deep in the first place. But that's that's gotten much better. And with a starting lineup that's been the same the last four games, I think there were nine different ones the first ten, but it's been the same for the last four. Aaron Banks, the true freshman, stepping in at point guard. He's been a breath because he scores about eight and a half a game. Really good shooter, and his defense is improving, I think, every day. Tyron Moore is the one that everybody wants to talk about because of the shooting touch. He just made seven threes last weekend. The key for him is going to be able to score, especially from deep away from home, because he hasn't done that consistently yet. With with this team, they started out, we've mentioned, 0-12 and in, in non-conference play. A, a tough start for sure. And I know on the way to Montgomery, rode down there with, with Matt Stoltz. We pulled up the Varsity app, so we were able to listen to you on the call against... You against, couldn't think of anything else to listen to? He was driving, so he got to DJ. Oh, okay, fair. You're on the call, Georgia Southern against Florida Gulf Coast, and it just, it, it started okay, and then in that game, when it went bad, it went bad quickly and epically. And that was weird because it's not usually the offense that dries up. The team had scored 17 points in the first 745 of the game. Threes were going. They started four of six. They scored 16 points in the next 27 minutes. When you give up 53 in a game, Eight and a half times out of ten, you're going to win the game. But when you score 42, you're, okay, we're just banging our heads off a wall. Now you're 0-12. There's already torches being burned on lawns. It's, oh, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? But everything kind of built up to Southern Miss having those 11 days to say, all right, this is what we know we're bad at. This is what we know we're kind of good at. Let's find the middle ground so we can move everything else over here to eventually say, okay, we're good at everything. Denny Reed, voice of the Georgia Southern Eagles, is here with us in studio. All right, so it was a win at Southern Miss. So right now you can talk about the fact that this is a 1-0 team for all intents and purposes. And what is – Not 1-12, no, 1-0. 1-0. Georgia Southern's 1-0. Georgia Southern right now is 1-0. <laughs> exactly. Tied, so, for, tied for second, I guess, because Marshall won last night. So Marshall would be 2-0. So everybody else is tied for second. Just focus on the 1-0. Fair, fair enough. 
look, what what happened? I mean, what were they able to do? You said they they reset over those eleven days, focused on the things they knew how to do. So what what shined in that game against Southern Miss that that propelled that team to a win? Defensively, it was the best that they had played. They held a really good Southern Miss guard laden offense to under forty percent. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, Austin Crowley was preseason player of the year. Yeah. How good he was last year. Andre Corbello was finally playing. He got his waiver approved. The sweeping injunction that allowed all the two time D one guys to play and he was the former Big Ten freshman of the year at Illinois really really talented the thing that's different about them is their entire front court is new and they don't have Nefta Alvarez he's probably going to be out for the year because of injury so they are going to be a different team they're trying to do what they did last year with that matchup zone the press and then just create those open shots on offense and with their guard play they're going to be able to find forwards to shoot open shots but Georgia Southern just defended the ball really well. They've been really struggling with ball pressure. And then on the other side, they took Southern Miss off the bounce a lot, and that is not what I was expecting. And then they finished. Yeah. Because when they would get to the rim those first 12 games, they were making less than 50% of their layups, which you're not going to win any game doing that. And even when Southern Miss crowded, they were 15 of 29 from three. Tyron Moore had seven of those, had 20 assists, blocked eight shots, and that was with – turning the ball over 21 times and still won by 21. So almost everything that was going wrong, they fixed. But to know that they turned the ball over that much and still won by that much, it's okay, you reduce that a little bit more against the rest of the schedule. How good can you be and make 0-12 even more in the past? Now you mentioned, you know, Southern Miss got a a guy uh, eligible. Georgia Southern had a has a player that is recently eligible as well, correct? Well, got Eugene Brown, the Ohio State transfer back from injury. He okay, had okay. he had a second surgery for an injury that he had up in Columbus. He missed the first eight games even, so he's only played three games, and those are the only three games that Georgia Southern's had a full roster. So when you combine guys missing games for a lot of reasons, for injuries, the lineup keep changing, rotations, guys getting into foul trouble – and Coach Henry is just constantly looking down the bench saying, okay, how can I match up? Can I put you here? Can I do this? Can I do that? But to see Saturday, the fouls, for the most part, stayed down. It, it didn't look as good as it could have because Southern Miss didn't commit a foul the first 10 minutes of the game, and then they still lost by 21. But it really felt like what they've been working on was the best version of doing that. And how If it gets better tonight, if it gets better this weekend, I have no idea, but at least – they can look at Saturday as a jumping-off point instead of just those first 12 games as well. We kind of did this against North Florida, kind of did this against mm-hmm. Jacksonville, UNC Wilmington, yada, yada. It felt pretty close to complete. I'm sure for Coach Henry, it's also easy, like, it's just easier to teach after a win because you do have some things that you can say, hey, we did this well, what, how do we capitalize on this and still tweak this? It was also nice on post game getting to talk to players because we talk to players when Georgia Southern wins. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm talking to my board. I'm saying, okay, if we win, I get this guy. If we win, I get this guy because I know he's got press conference. But if they don't win, the Jacksonville game at home should have won that, had two separate leads inside of 90 seconds. But they made some shots down the stretch. That was a really good game. And then a UNC Wilmington team that not too long ago went to Rupp Rain and beat Kentucky. Georgia Southern was up with under four minutes to play, didn't close that game. But to see the joy on those guys' faces oh, after bet. all the yeah. struggles and having Manny Harris and Tyron Moore on post game, guys, this has got to be nice. I mean, this first time since last March of this team has won a game. But let, I, I really hope that that's the start of something because I don't know how good the league is. I know the JMU's yeah. good. I know App's good. Outside of that, I don't know how everybody else is relative to everybody else, and that's what we're going to find out. I want to pick your brain about some other Sunbelt topics 
here in just a little bit, but we're going to have to work in a break and things like that. So we'll okay. wrap up kind of the basketball conversation on this. But just your thoughts on what, what could decide tonight's outcome at First National Bank Arena. On paper, it looks like just whoever comes in and gets hot from three could be a big part of it, but what else? Yeah, and that makes me think that it's a better matchup for Arkansas State because they're only giving up 29% from three, and they're not giving up very many attempts from three, so they've known how to take it away. But I'm going to latch on to what I saw from Georgia Southern's offense. If they can attack with confidence, they're going to have to get to the free throw line. That's something they have not done much at all. They're only attempting about 16 free throws a game. That's toward the bottom of the country. They're giving up about 24. Ark State similar. But Georgia Southern is going to have to earn their opportunities to get to the line against an Ark State defense like Georgia Southern that's been a little bit foul heavy at times. And then they've got to knock down threes on the road. That's something that they have not done, especially Tyron Moore. He's making about 70% at home, but 31% everywhere else that's not Hanner Fieldhouse. I would think that they're going to need at least their 10 threes to be able to come out on top. But Arkansas State's probably not thinking too much differently than that. We will maybe talk some more hoops, maybe talk about a whole lot of other things. But we need to step aside as Danny Reed is here with us in studio, voice of the Georgia Southern Eagles. Uh, We'll squeeze in a break. We'll be right back after this for more on the ticket. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. There are New Year deals on tires and wheels this month at Local Tire and Wheel. Where it's 24 for 24. You can kick off 2024 with the tires you require and the wheels you desire for only $24 out of pocket. Yes, you get four brand new tires today for only $24 out of pocket. With nine months same as cash. Payments to fit your budget. No credit check and everyone approved. I mean, why spend all that cash today when we'll give you nine months to pay? Most of us don't budget for tires, but when we need them, we need them. And that's why Local Tire and Wheel is here. All Local Tire and Wheel deals include roadside assistance in our road hazard protection program. And we offer $50 in referral cash back. There are New Year deals on tires and wheels this month at Local Tire and Wheel. Where it's 24 for 24. You can kick off 2024 with the tires you require and the wheels you desire for only $24 out of pocket at Local Tire and Wheel. 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro and localtireandwheel.com. Celebrate with new furniture and new adventures during Gamble Homes New Year Sale. Get comfort, style, and incredible savings now. Whether it's a cozy sofa, a plush recliner, or a dreamy mattress, it's all on sale and no sales tax. At Gamble Home, your purchase could earn you up to a four-night hotel stay for free. Imagine unwinding in luxury courtesy of Gamble Home. Shop Gamble Home for new furniture and enjoy new adventures during the New Year Sale at Gamble Home in the Farville Curve and on Highland in the Uptown. At Farmers and Merchants Bank, we've been a leader in ag lending for more than 75 years. Whether you're in the market for an equipment loan, real estate financing, or funds to support operating expenses, our agri-lending experts can help. We work with farmers daily to find the best financing products and competitive rates. Our long-standing relationships and knowledge of the ag industry ensure we can offer the most personalized service available. At Farmers and Merchants Bank, growing your business is truly our business. Find your local ag lender at mebanking.com, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. My name is uh, Jinhui Zhang. I'm the chair of a computational biology department at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. I feel so excited about seeing the potential impact, not only on the kids treated at St. Jude, but across the world. One of the major advantages we have in St. Jude is that because of the resources we have, we were able to utilize the most comprehensive way of profiling genomes through this study. 
As a data scientist, I feel very passionate about sharing data. We also want to enable talented scientists to analyze data using the innovative tools and make new discoveries on top of what we have made. And I think this is a great use of the trust we got from our donors. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. This place has a pulse. You hear it in the canopy, feel it in the ground. Life, fully illuminated, engulfs you. From the birds singing in the treetops above to the tiniest insects in the soil below, you take a deep, cleansing breath, filling your lungs with the essence of the forest. Now, imagine it's all gone. Healthy, life-giving forests reduced to nothing. No singing birds, no lush canopy, and water and food in short supply around the world. Time is running out to protect our forests, and without our love, they can and will disappear. It's our choice. Love it or lose it. Help protect our forests. Visit World Wildlife Fund at wwf.org slash love. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. We're in the home stretch of today's Workday Red Zone as we've got voice of the Georgia Southern Eagles. Danny Reed with us in studio. Okay, you can't answer Statesboro, and this can be any sport. I don't know the question. I'm, I, I had to throw out the disclaimer, and now I'm throwing out the question. Where's your favorite place in the Sun Belt to call a game? What's the sport? Because Matt and I were talking about this, this on is, the way over. This is dealer's choice. Okay, baseball, it's Louisiana. Okay. It's, it's have you been? No. You need, you need to go. I know. I've, Trust me, I've gotten this lecture from Jay Walker. <laughs> I've talked with Daryl Lynn. There, she needs to be able to go, too, and Jay's offered the event. I've got to think you've got the open invite, too. I do. I, I have nobody to blame here but myself that I've never been to to see a, a Raging Cajuns game there at Lafayette. Is it the is it the the setup in terms of the broadcast? Is it the fans? Is Everything. it the food? Is Everything. it just being there for center field in the seventh inning stretch is worth it? And okay. then smell the Cajun cooking club. Uh, you'll, you'll get lost. And now now I want baseball season. We don't go there this year. They come <laughs> to states for I want to switch that. <laughs> I, I want to try to work something out with the league. But for baseball, we go to Louisiana and coastal every year. That's, you don't care about anything else. You just, just as make, long. Those six just, those games, they need to be on the road. You have to get those. Because <laughs> you get the trip to the beach. You get the trip to the best facility and the and the best atmosphere. But football, it is tough to not say Paulson. Okay. Just because. The power of Paulson. Well, it's, it's a lot like Hanner because everybody is on top of you. And at Paulson, there's more people. I mean, football, basketball, it's going to be more people. But it really feels... The year that I was on sideline at 15 before I went up to the booth, I didn't realize how loud it actually got on the field. And it, it, and I hadn't been there since the renovations because I was at the Citadel and they were in the Southern Conference together. Sure. The upper deck had not been built. They had not built the, the football operations facility at the other end of the end zone. But to come back and that first game being on the field was, damn, it's loud down here. Yeah. <laughs> And then for basketball, if we're strictly talking facility, JMU blows everybody else out of the water. 
they spend enough on it, but yeah. it is it's eight thousand seats. It feels like a power five. When you walk in, you feel like you're in an SEC arena. And they're now they're thirteen and zero and yeah. number nineteen in the country. So I guess they've got the team to match up. I guess so. We'll see how that goes as uh, conference play kind of gets into the swing of it over the next few weeks. A State and Georgia Southern playing tonight at First National Bank Arena. Uh, by the way, it's Throwback Thursday tonight. I don't know if you got the the memo, so I don't know if you brought any like '90s apparel or anything like that to to wear to the game. Throwing out some '90s music in your in your breaks. Well, I was also told that with students out that. It is going to be an alumni student section this mm-hmm. evening. That is going to go one of two very, very specific ways. They don't call it the House of Howls like they do at football, do they? No. So you've got some – the past few weeks, the the last few weeks of the, you know, non-conference slate, I, I thought – well, I'll say the last few weeks were only three home games, period. I feel like the, <laughs> the students were doing a good job of coming out. Uh, the most recent home game, which was a whole month ago against UAB, had not one but two different groups of painted-up students, which I thought was great. Uh, so the the student section has been growing. But, again, that's that's – I don't know if any – I don't know if we're going to see some painted-up 40-year-olds tonight or not. Oh, we, we didn't work on that at shoot-around today. <laughs> <laughs> on what kind of distraction that might be for the team. So, okay, apparently now we know how to get Georgia Southern rattled. For those of you that were listening at home, debating on whether or not to go get painted up, uh, 40, 50, 80, whatever. And, and Make be there it the as section. difficult as you there want you to on the Eagles at the free throw line tonight. Be creative. Be like kind of Arizona. I think it's Arizona <laughs> State that does the crazy celebrations or all that. But you know. uh, We've just got a couple of minutes left, unfortunately. Our music's going to hit here in just a couple minutes. We're not, we're not cutting you off. We're just done for the day. And I got to ask before you get out of here, how, how is our guy Ryan Applin doing there in Statesboro? Just tremendous. Just fantastic. As sharp, as sharp as he is on the field, that's as good of a person as he is off the field. I never have a bad conversation with him. I never expect to. I always learn something from him. He knows his players extremely well. He is going to be a head coach one day, and I know I've told you and Matt multiple times where he is going to be a head coach one day. There's probably a lot of people listening that maybe one year way down the line would like that to happen. You mean like three years previous to? I mean that's that's one of those uh, things that comes any time over the past few years when there's been a coaching opening. Even I mean you go back several years even before he was ready for it and be like, oh, they they say can have hire Ryan Applin, and so that will that will always be a name that comes up in Jonesboro forever. But I'm glad to hear he's doing well. And I'm looking forward to seeing Andy Kwan tonight. He'll be at the game. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I uh, forget that. Well, don't really forget. You know, he's he's proud of the fact that he was a Georgia Southern Eagle. Of course, he was a first-team All-Sun Belt selection. I thought it was really cool this year that being a former first-team All-Sun Belt center, he got to coach a first-team All-Sun Belt center mm-hmm. this year at A-State. I thought that was a nice tie. But Best running man video. You've seen the running man video. You know, when he was hired at A-State, there were – some of the Eagles faithful that immediately sent like videos and, and gifts. And he seems to be, he's a great coach. He's great to talk to. He seemed like he was quite a character as a player. One of the more popular guys in recent memory. He enjoyed his time at state. Won a lot of games. Well, Hey, we enjoy having him on the coaching staff at, at a state done tremendous work with the O-line over the past few years. Thanks for hanging out with us. That's, that's a wrap. Happy to do it. We'll do it if, if we ever come back out here. It'll probably be four or five years before we actually come back to Jonesboro, but I appreciate you having me, Kara. Uh, that is a wrap on today's Workday Red Zone. Thank you to everyone who called and commented, texted, tweeted at us. A big thank you to Danny and, of course, also for Keith Merritt. 
for uh, joining us in studio in Hour 1. Keep it right here. The Dan Patrick Show is on the way next. It'll be followed by The Drive, followed by some A-State women's basketball pregame, and then tip-off coverage at 6 o'clock at JMU. Have it here in the morning for the front row with Bud and Randy at 7. RWRC Radio is off. We'll be back tomorrow for more of the Workday Red Zone at noon. For Ryan, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great afternoon.